Welcome to Keeping Track, a Trackmania community podcast where I interview your favourite players and ask them the same set of five questions. The guest this episode is Turbo, our first guest outside of the BITM ecosystem. We discuss map design, tournament formats, and his opinion on Pac and Carl Jr. heading into the World Championship. So the first question is, when did you get into Trackmania and what was it about it that got you hooked? Oh, um, I got into Trackmania in 2009, actually. Um, and I got in there, like a friend of mine taught me about a multiplayer game. And I still remember I booted up the first map, 01. <laughs> and he said, yo, you can chat to people, right? And I pressed enter in solo player and tried to chat with people. It did not work. Um, but what got me hooked into the game? I think it's rather something like um, you can just improve and improve and improve. And there are so many different options. I remember I played mini low maps, then I went to full speed, then I played tech maps, then I played this and that. And, you know, I could just get better every day. And uh, that's what kept me going. And uh, that's like kind of my red line that goes through my gaming career. Do you play many games other than Trapmania to like a similar level or is, is Trapmania like the main thing? Uh, I used to play Call of Duty on, an, on a semi-professional level. I was also a content creator back then in 2012 and 13, where I was in one of the yeah, most famous German teams. Uh, we had like 50,000 subscribers back then, but I was really good at Call of Duty. Um, and I really try to be competitive in other games as well, whether it's playing League and you just mold, or when it's like <laughs> other games, like for example, I picked up Path of Exile one year ago, and I tried to like just learn the game very fast in order to uh, yeah make my gameplay better and uh, try to grasp what is going on. So um, I used to play Call of Duty, but it is usually only Path of Exile on the more yeah like just it's about understanding and not about being good there, right? Yeah. So when it comes to Trackmania, then you're mentioning about the ability to always, always get better. Uh, does that still motivate you today to constantly improve? Or is there something else that, that keeps you coming back and, you know, still playing and broadcasting? Yeah, I, I think I really enjoy like to, to play RPG or trial maps uh, because I really like to see what people always come up with. Also, when there's new blocks or other physics abuse that come into play, but also to push my boundaries a bit more um, in terms of, okay, can I clear this kind of trial checkpoint or this impossible ice slide checkpoint? Um, so it's still about learning, but like not in this way that I really want to improve as a player, like in a competitive way, only like in terms of casualness when I really want to, uh, yeah, just, just clear that one checkpoint. Yeah, so in terms of then, like you mentioned, with the competitiveness, like the east, the you know, the full-on esports side of Trackmania. Um, have you ever, you know, tried to dive super deep into that and just didn't yes. didn't like the feel of it? Let's say. Oh, I um, I tried it in 2019 for the Zerada Cup. Um, I played together with Marius, and this is still one of my like, yeah, darkest memories in Trackmania because I went full tryhard in this cup. You know, mm -hmm. I was super ready. I had good performances. Then we played the round of eight and we got fifth. Top four continued into the quarterfinals, which were played in front of like 60,000 viewers on the radio stream. We would have played against, um, I think it would have been Matt and Revo and then Carl Jr. and Bren. Um, so it would have been impossible, but I tried it there and the match was over so quickly and I was not able to perform so I tried it, but other than that, not really. I mean, I won a couple of day if this is somewhat competitive in Division One, but not really. I mean, I played I played some events here and there, but it's not really that I'm 
doing extraordinary well there. You don't you don't quite fancy diving feet first back into it. Uh, nah, I usually do the casting, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, uh, I I can definitely uh, I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, I yeah, I remember when when I got into Trackmania, I was competing for like the Welsh times on the Welsh leaderboard and I'd get kind of close and then I swapped to global and I was like oh this there's so <laughs> many people better than me in this game like this is uh there's levels to this and I I, I don't think I've got the uh the time nor the patience to to dive yeah. too deep into that one but um, it's really hard like it's a it's a very very long process so question two um as a player uh what input device do you use and why have you decided to use that Mm, so that's actually a fun, fun answer because I can play with keyboard and with uh, with controller. But I use a uh, Xbox One Elite Two controller um, because usually I would use the uh, eSwap Pro controller because the buttons are very clicky and nice. Also to the brake tabs and uh, like on ice slides and something like that. But I really like to have the back pedals because for me it's very important to change my camera and also mm. the stick here is really good on that controller but uh, i play with controller because for me just more comfortable than sitting like with a keyboard and be like that you know i can be a bit more my, i can consider my posture a bit more but i can also play with keyboards i can also play with voice commands or with dance pad i also did those stuff of course not like that i played very well very well with dance pad but you know i was able to finish maps and maybe even get an author time on map 08 or something right yeah that must have uh that must have been really really fun um if uh if you had to swap so if you if, if it was like keyboard's gone controller's gone um firstly you're running out of input devices but if you if you did have to pick up an, another device what do you reckon you would go for nah i mean i would go for keyboard probably um because that one just is more accessible than a controller even so if i had to start again i would go for keyboard because you always have problems with with your controller you mm -hmm. know i went through like three elite two controllers already and send them in because the A button didn't work accordingly. Like if I press it from an angle, it just does not register that I'm having an input. So it's just really annoying. And with a keyboard, it's like you press it down and it's, you know, it's one or zero and not like, oh, you can press it from a different angle. It does not work. Yeah, no, that makes um that makes a ton of sense. Uh, our, our previous guest was Boz, and you can imagine that oh. this, this question was a lot longer with Boz. Yeah. Uh, I've and... played in a setup. <laughs> oh, have you actually played on his yeah. setup? Yes, at, uh, at uh, Racist Summit. <laughs> Let's, all right, I would love to hear your review. How was it? <laughs> I mean, the first couple of turns were great. I mean, it feels kind of intuitive, but then you play and you're like, dude, how like how can you how can you play good on this because he plays with his uh, mouse velocity and then i think he has left click to steer left and right click to steer right i think i'm not one thousand percent or like any button for that to fully steer but mm. it's just it's just so interesting to play like that sometimes it worked really well but it's just so hard to line up turns really it's almost impossible yeah, we were we were discussing uh, part of his issue of sort of traveling with that setup. Uh, he's got this huge mouse pad yeah. and going to events and being like, "Can I please have a giant desk to play at?" And yeah. like, they've only got tiny desks or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely uh, an enviable setup, let's say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> following on from that, then question three: uh, Do you have a favorite map in all of Trackmania? Oh, a it could favorite be to map. Or one that you've uh, broadcasted, you know. Oh, oh, that is a question where I have to think a long time. 
So I think me as a as a personal player, like personally, I would take a map from Tom, TM Tom, which is like an RPG map um, because it's pathfinding. It's a lot of fun. The, the setting is great and he's one of the best mappers. Competitive sites. Um, I mean, maybe when Pac won the, I think that was the TMGL season in 2021. I think when I casted together with Race Hans, and also this map created a great moment for spam uh, because he got the five times multiplier to dodge uh, the relegation. Maybe that map is cool, but in terms of best map, I would also maybe mention Poolside was a really good map as well. But I think that's the second call out for Poolside. It yeah, it's it's uh, a really good map. Maps. But other than that, uh, like it's it's just really hard because there's also a lot, there were also a lot of good maps in, in Trickmania. Uh, and Trickmania 2, right? With uh, From Zero to Hero having great tech maps. Um, then you had ESWC 2015, which I watched because Race Hans was participating in that. And, you know, it's so hard to pinpoint down the maps. So it's, it's, what is it? Know. What is it about a map then to you that that makes it something that you you like, either from a playing or a production standpoint? So uh, for Poolside, it is the... the the, the multiple lines that you can use and also how deep this map is. You have all those small tricks that you can utilize, but also not, but then you just sacrifice a lot of time. And it just has to be something something unique to it. So it's not like, okay, you have a left turn, then a right turn, then a left turn, then a right turn. It should be like, okay, there's a left turn, but if you set up a bit different, you can get this transition correct and even catch the gear beforehand or something like that. I'm not a good mapper myself, but it's usually about something that just stands out. And Poolside did this really well, for example. I know what you mean about like not wanting it to just be left, right, left, right. I think you sometimes see mm. a map that, that that's quite, you know, uh, literally designed. It's like, right, and then I need to do this, and then I need to do that. But a map that genuinely feels like it flows uh, and like it's all naturally put together. Obviously, none of these are naturally put together, but yeah. um, I think it, it leads to so much. Uh, what One of my favorite parts of a map is where the fails aren't necessarily absolute. So yeah. you, there is room for that recovery. Come back, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have, I think, any map which allows someone to do something wrong but doesn't force a reset, I quite like. So a, a little bit of margin for error, but it is still punishing. Yeah. Um, I think leads to some just absolutely fascinating moments on on broadcasts, and it, yeah, I, think, I agree. Uh, leads to to so much fun there. And when there's someone like Pack, I don't know, being half a second behind, you crash the start, and then what, you're like, "Huh? He was behind before the identity, and now he comes back." Yeah, so I can definitely see that. Uh, but I think with identities, it's sometimes a bit hard because usually players tend to crash in those, so <laughs> the endings are not that exciting anymore. But uh, I think with the new maps, we had some cool ones in there, like the, the World Championship maps. But I think it will also be, be very hard to, um, yeah, to, to see how players will play because we had a great round on Tempest um, between Stuftswizzy and Epos and Razi. We had a very close round, but we also had rounds where only two people finished. <laughs> so, you know, it's like how, how close will be those maps at the World Championship? Like, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, can those I, maps also create this moment that we talked about that people can come back and we have an insane close finish or is it just another oh yeah this person crashes the identity ggs and it's an ace yeah i think um it's definitely 
a hot topic at the moment in regards to the level of the identities in well all of the sort of world tour and world championship maps this year um and how absolute they can be where you know like the worst case of like aero pipes where it just mm-hmm. felt like oh yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't matter how close they were going in all that mattered is who could actually land the pipes and, yeah, and not get a bug or whatever exactly yeah. yeah and and that sort of um repeatability is necessarily there uh but at the same time i think the identities that are a bit too plain where it feels like they're solved and there's not much room for error or to me yeah. equally as bad because you're like well we're coming into the identity which is meant to be the core part of the map but we know that you know unless someone makes a huge issue uh you know it's just going to come out the same way they came in so um yeah i think i think good identities uh obviously identities do tend to be at the end of maps we have seen instances of them sprinkled in throughout yeah. do, do you have a pre- preferred map approach there in in terms of watching um yes i i do have so for example my my favorite map from this uh leak i have like a top three uh it's edge because i really like rpg for example mm-hmm. um this one is also sprinkled in but i think there's not really per se an identity that you go for it's rather the rpg style that is embodied there yeah. but i for example really enjoy twisted and all i also really enjoyed slowdown because those maps were very close. You had a very competitive race on almost all of those rounds. And it's just about, oh, you get excited before the identity because you could look at the checkpoints and be like, okay, this guy's actually on a good pace if he gets a good identity and not about, oh, if he crashes, he has to respawn and loses the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Because there, I think we can see tense fights on this map. Um, but then maps like Backflip, for example, on the other hand, I don't know. It feels hard to find consistent consistency in there. Um, so I have a preferred style in that way that an identity has to be accessible and a bit easier. But GeForce was also a very cool map, but the gaps were also insane on this map so far. But the start was so nice to watch. Like we had so many cool parts in there where players were just point three ahead and just go over the, the ice and slide over it, which was really cool. But um, it's usually like make the identities as easy as possible kind of yeah a, a good variety particularly yeah. for um uh, a competition like world championship or world tour i think yeah. is also quite vital uh like you said like some maps we're like this is going to be really close uh on every round and then some maps where it's like this is really going to re- rely on good execution otherwise it could be quite big gaps uh yeah. within the round so i think that's that's quite important um question four uh, if you were to take part in a Trackmania Pro-Am event, what celebrity would you want on your team? My celebrity I want on yeah. my team. <laughs> oh, who would be fun to play with? Oh my God. So, that's... so we've had a few approaches. Just yeah. to give you some context, uh, Wizzy went with Lando Norris. Ah, okay, that's, that's, that's a... <laughs> yeah, sort of Formula One. And, and I think I'm going to say that you can't take existing ones. I mean, this might become a problem in the future, but uh, we did that. Um, we had Epos go with uh, Dead Mouse uh-huh. because he wanted to learn about music, and we had uh, Boz went with a Rocket League player because he thought the skills would be more transferable. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, uh, I also actually thought about Lando that we, you could maybe use them, but I'm not really into Formula One, so is he really a celebrity to me in that way? But I mean, I would also go for for like a a person that maybe is funny, maybe also a streamer that I do enjoy, maybe also a German. I maybe dude i don't know like it's it's very hard to say that but maybe just get someone in there have a lot of fun with them and just try to to coach them i would say because that's what i also enjoy so maybe take someone like Ona pixel who's a counter spec streamer could be fun to play with him because he also spreads the good vibe you know 
Yeah, which is what you definitely what you want in a pro am event is because it's not going to be great. You know, not every <laughs> round's going to be perfect. You need someone who's, who can roll with the punches. Yeah, and for me, it's not about winning. It's about having a good time, right? And I think with him, I would definitely have have a good time. <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> that is uh, that is good. That is good to uh, that is good to know. We'll make a note of that uh, for our Trapmania Pro-Am event. I'm hoping one day we will accidentally create a partnership that can actually happen. <laughs> and then you're gonna take all the people who, who they got who got mentioned and they're gonna play with, yeah. with each other <laughs> yeah if i win if i win the euro millions i will uh i will create this track mania event <laughs> which will be a very eclectic group of people uh, and we'll see how that goes yeah i don't know elon musk then plays trick mania all of a sudden no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, streaming it live on X. Um <laughs> question uh question five and the last of our let's say scheduled questions. Uh what is your track mania hot take? So what is an opinion you have that might be controversial or might be a bit spicy or go against the grain? Uh Colgin and Peg is not the best duo anymore. Ooh. You're gonna have to go deeper than that. You're gonna have to give your reasoning. Nah, they're not playing like that much. Uh, like Pegasus, Pegasus. I, I think we, I think this question has a bit more to it um, rather than uh, just saying that because, as you said, yeah, it's like ooh. But for me, it's about okay. You have Kaljin and Pack. They were always the best players, but then you also have players like Apos Uprising. You know, um, I think in a couple of years he can be on similar level than Pack, for example. But they're hardly playing, and the the New players just coming left, right, and center. You've also seen that at the World Championship wildcard event. Like, the level that some players have shown is insane. And I think, like, in one or two years, we're going to see those players also replacing the old generation um, in that way. And with that, also, we have seen spam getting, unfortunately, like, replaced or, like, dropping out of TMGL. Um, Scrappy's also not motivated because he's a streamer. And all of that stuff. But I do think that we're going to have a different winning duo uh, this year for the World Championship. That, um, yeah, that's really interesting. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, like, if you look at PAX uh, Liquipedia, for instance, like, it's it's pretty much just mainline Trackmania events, yeah. right? Whereas if you look at what, you know, to, to Wizzy, Epos, they're just they, fresh they're off hungry. qualifying. They're playing everything all the time different styles different maps different uh competitions and yeah how that then ends up you know like is is someone who only does what's this four or five events a year going to be less burnt out going to be able to perform in that high stress environment or is someone who plays week in week out competitively going yeah. to be more equipped to deal with uh to deal with that situation yeah i, I think um for someone like Carl Jr. and Peg, I mean, I cast a Peg and he was like, yo, I just practiced this map for two hours. Um, so let's see how that goes. And then he wins it, right? So he, he knows how to practice. He knows how to learn maps. But I think the others are not sleeping and they are slowly but surely catching up towards uh, the skill level of them because they're not playing that much, right? It's not like if they were to play, like, let's say, half, half or like half a year from now on and then participate in the World Cup that's potential or hyper hypothetically happens in half a year right they would then beat everyone again but it's so hard to really uh to really say that because they're just not playing that much and i think that's what helps a lot of players to to stay um in practice so do you think that's going to have an impact on 
the upcoming World Cup or the World Cup that we're in or the World Championship that we're in? Uh, or is that something more to look forward into the next year? No, nah, it's, it's something for this year. I think my, my top two this year is uh, Afi Maim and uh, Granadi Massa. Even though Ascension for Granadi, I don't know. But uh, that's something that I think would happen. That is interesting. We will we'll keep an eye on it definitely as uh, as that evolves and uh, yeah we'll see if you could be a prophet or this could be playing back uh, yeah, in sort of a few months time. Probably it will, <laughs> but I like hot takes and uh, I I hope I always hope that uh, people can prove me wrong in this way, right? Also, no no bad thing involved with that, but you know always maybe I'm motivating Pack and Kaljuni are watching this and be like, yeah okay, Lucas Dobie said that, no. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting if their sort of uh, training montage is just that you, you on repeat mm-hmm. with some with some background music, just you saying it, and they're going to find that motivation, uh, and they'll uh, they'll find that success. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you might have uh, sort of butterfly affected nah. the outcome. Who knows? Who uh, <laughs> could happen? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and then uh, finally, our sort of. Uh, uh, our hidden question or our, our question that's unique to each uh, each person um, for you as someone involved in the sort of broadcast and general scene of Trackmania Esports, uh, if you could change one thing about Trackmania Esports, what would it be and why? Make the battle for first more interesting. <clears throat> it's okay. It's uh, like the, the first, like that's what I also try to uh, implement reverse cup modes. Because then the last position is decided first and not the first position. Of course, it creates good moments and eventually it all comes down to one round anyway. Uh, but I think like something has to be changed there. But in general, like the no-brainer for me would be more price money, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also like half people work in the esports uh, range that, I don't know, someone can make a living off of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just mentioned a lot of things now. I can only change one. But just I just want to mention a couple of things because, I don't know, like a pro player, let's say Blink and Mi Quattro, who, were, who are very passionate Trackmania players, they play in the Challenger League, of course, but um, they didn't, were not really that motivated because there was hardly any money involved for them. And then also they have like a, yeah, of course, a good org, but they were also not uh, able to pay them that well or if even, right, if yeah. I... If I have seen that correctly, not sure if I can even say that, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, but I think that goes for every team that is in the Challenger League because it's not profitable for them to have a player in there who maybe makes like 250 euro, right? Mm. So what is there to play for for them? Yeah, I want to come back to the first thing you said, uh, which was sort of make first place matter or, or you know, like have that the culmination of any event be that battle for first. I think... Um, a prime example is is obviously recently with XP Evo, which was a really great event, uh-huh. but sort of is narratively very interesting when you get to the grand final because you're like, we're going to crown the champion, and then it goes over the line, and then um, uh, I forgot who won now, but they well win, uh, yeah, and and Nua's building it up. He's like, and the champion of XP Evo is this person, and then we still have to figure out who comes second, third, and fourth. Yeah, and I think that leads to very uh, interesting, um, you know, emotions throughout a broadcast because you just sort of fizzle out. You're like, oh well, you know, it's 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 obviously very important who comes second, who comes third, and who comes fourth. 
but it's much nicer when you have that moment build that crescendo builds to the winner um i think if you look at uh what what we ended up doing with bipl um you know it happened to to be that the final match of bipl was deciding the champion of the whole league and it comes down to one round at the very very end uh, you know, to to take that. And that's like the perfect case scenario for reverse cup mode. Yeah, it is. And it means that, you know, the winner is the winner. The last person standing, it's not first person out the door, effectively, like you have with cup mode. Yeah, I mean, it's also good to have that, but I think you were adding or you were giving more detail towards that question. So, of course, it's usually last person standing, but I mean, sometimes matches are just that close, so... You know, it, I probably that was the case. I unfortunately didn't watch that tournament, but uh, I think that is really important to consider. And I mean, maybe you can be like, okay, what would have happened if this tournament was played in reverse cup mode? Would we also have Kanadi winning? So you can do some research there. I did that for my tournament that I hosted for the first time in reverse cup mode. And I came to the conclusion, yes, but you do not know, right? You do not mm-hmm. know if a player would perform like this as well if he knows that he's like in, in reverse finals and he cannot lose a single round anymore yeah and i mean uh you know from talking to the players uh reverse cut mode while it might be the, the favorite of broadcast at times uh definitely not their preferred format because i think it, it almost feels like you're punished for performing well because you're still in the match yeah. whereas in cut mode obviously if you perform well you're done like you, you know well done you've you've won early you've won you've pulled that ahead and, and you don't yeah. need to do so um yeah that is uh there's definitely uh varying variables there um True. Thanks a lot for your time. Uh, it's been great having you on. Um, yeah, is you there much. anything you have coming up that you would like to let people know about or that you want to flag <laughs> for people to uh, to watch? Uh, I cannot disclose what's coming up, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of great things coming, but I cannot talk about that one just yet. Uh, but uh, there, there's a lot of great things coming up. I will, uh, I'm will. i really looking forward to see uh, what you guys also will prepare uh, because I think the BIPL community is great. Um, it's so cool to see how many players are just coming out of out of that region and just try to improve now also with epos um who already qualified for the um world championship group stage because mm-hmm. they had the other team forfeit i think oh was, their team. Uh, was it that well Wizzy? because uh, i uh, yeah one of them i always confuse yeah. those teams but i mean <laughs> they, they will eventually make it so you know okay. it's it's a turbo from the past but you know they, they will make it so <laughs> it's great to see that and uh, just huge shout out to to the scene to the bipl scene and keep on doing what you're doing and hopefully to see a LAN event from you guys at some point yeah that would uh, that would definitely be fun uh if only because it would be super easy to get to uh, <laughs> rather than rather than yeah. having to try and arrange uh, travel to uh, to europe but um yeah thanks a thanks a ton for coming on uh like i mentioned and uh yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye on things that may or may not be announced soon Yeah, thank you very much, and thanks for the invitation. Thanks for listening to Keeping Track. To listen to our other episodes of the show, you can visit our substack at www.nodal.media, or you can search for your show. We're now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Nodal Media, and even follow me, at A. Thomas Davis. See you next time.